I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. It's Room 104, it's Cormac and Saoirse here and if you're having some problems in the bedroom, particularly if you're a man under the age of 40 who's experiencing problems that a man at the age of 90 should only be experiencing and you're wondering if everything down there is working, maybe you've even reached for a few blue tablets thinking that that's the solution to the problem. Maybe it's not the solution to the problem at all and maybe you're watching too many dirty videos online and you need to get yourself back to the nunnery and back to mass and back to the church but in all seriousness tons of research are coming out uh, and more commonly coming out more regularly coming out showing a link between a man's pornography usage and as that goes up his other thing goes down especially in the bedroom with a real life human being to talk a little bit more about that and some recent research into it from the University of Antwerp we're delighted to welcome to the show Professor Gunter Dewin Professor how are things? All things is fine in Belgium at the moment Good, good, good So what have you been looking into when it comes to porn and a man's performance? Well the thing is uh, I work as an adolescent urologist both in London and in, in Antwerp and I start to see more young patients who come to my clinic with erectile dysfunction. And actually erectile dysfunction in young patients, I mean in 2002, 2005, it was about 5 to 10%. But recent population studies showed that it was about 30% nowadays. And I see it in clinic as well that I see more patients, young patients with erectile dysfunction. So actually we started a big study about male sexual health and that study we are still analyzing, but we are checking different things like alcohol, drug use, fitness shakes, and things like that, but also porn consumption. And what we actually did at the conference was we showed a trend line between porn consumption and erectile function score. And that's what we have showed at the conference, and then all of a sudden the media took it up, and yeah, it's big news at the moment. Now, you know the way, obviously, it's very mainstream right now. Anyone can access porn at any stage, any time of the day, mm-hmm. on their iPad anywhere the older man say that might be kind of late 30s or early 40s would have been exposed to this maybe in their late 20s for the first time or their 20s where they had access to a computer or a laptop whereas younger guys could have been maybe seeing this from 10 or 11 so are you noticing a difference in the age group so we notice a difference in the age group I must say we are still analyzing uh, at the moment but actually uh, we see at the moment that there is less porn watching in the younger age group than there is in the older age group group and that maybe will be a bit strange to hear that but Mm. 
at the other hand, in the older age group, there is already more uh, erectile dysfunction thanks to organic problems. In the younger age group, it's probably not related to organic problems, but something else. And usually they reach climaxes much easier and quicker than people in the older age group. So that's probably the reason that these findings are not consistent with what we talked in the beginning. That's really yeah, that is that is interesting. So um, on average, how much um, pornography are men consuming on a weekly basis? I think if you look at population-based studies, more than 90% of people are consuming uh, porn. When we look at our database, uh, and around 5,800 people participated, we calculated the average amount of porn watching for each person, and that was actually based on the frequency of, of masturbating. Uh, every time you masturbate, in 10 times how often you use porn, and the average amount of porn sessions we were watching it and based on that we made a calculation of course this is not correct this is just an estimation of, of yeah. what it will be but we found an average amount of porn watching of 69 minutes per week for all the participants but of course there were people who were just just watching 10 minutes and there were people who were watching 400 and 500 minutes Now what I found really interesting and a bit scary is the percentage of people who said that they preferred or they were more aroused watching porn than they were actually having physical sex with somebody Yeah so we really have to understand what it shows. It actually says that 65% of people found real sex more arousing than porn. So this 35% takes into account the people that found real sex as uh, arousing as porn and the ones that found porn more arousing than sex. And that number is about 12%. So is there any kind of cutoff with how much porn per week is too much porn per week? Well, I think uh, this is also a very difficult answer. We have to make sure that we understand what this study actually shows. So actually, we showed a, a negative trend line, meaning that the more you watch porn, your erectile score is going down. An erectile score is based on a few questions, and on every question you get an answer from 1 till 5, and then you get a certain score. But it's not that the score is going down, and it also means that your erection is going down, because scores 22, 23, 23, 24, 25, they all mean that the person has a certain, has a good erection. But once it goes below 21, then there is some erectile dysfunction. When you look at the trend line, we see that this trend line is going down, meaning that the more you watch, that the score is lower. But at the other end, when we start analyzing and we start grouping people into certain categories about how much porn they are watching, kind of a lot of porn you have to watch before you really have a serious problem. And then we speak about 300 minutes a week. And that is maybe a lot that in people who masturbate twice daily, which is about 10% of our participants, and every time uh, they do it, they have to watch a certain amount of porn, then you easily reach these uh, 300 minutes. At the other end, I don't think the link is in the amount of porn you consume, but it's more about what porn is doing with you, meaning kind of addiction to porn without maybe realizing that you're addicted. Because when you look at addiction scores, the correlation with that is way much stronger. And a certain person which has a, have an addiction score which is high on our uh, questionnaire, a high score, those people have a chance of 55% of having erectile dysfunction, which is really a lot. Have you delved into exactly why people find watching too much porn can affect that area in their lives in real life? Is it the fact that the porn stars look perfect and 
they're trying to imitate some of the stuff they see on screen or maybe their partner doesn't look exactly like they expected them to look what what is the problem yeah this is something we are still uh, still analyzing we must be sure that we don't put all these things in a very negative uh, daylight i mean the people having a problem thanks to porn it's just a very small percentage of all porn consumers we must say that there are a lot of studies and these studies are also correct that porn has also a lot of positive aspects even in relations it can have positive aspects but also for a person himself in discovering his own sexuality it can definitely help a lot but the problem is it's really available for many people uh, mm. nowadays and once you start watching and you see how much aroused you can be when watching porn, yeah, it helps you a lot during masturbation and your climaxing. And at a certain moment, because it's so easy to, to consume it, people start watching porn instead of being creative and thinking about nice things when they're masturbating. And yeah, maybe that has an, a serious impact, not just the amount of porn you watch, but what it does with you and why you start watching it. In your opinion, can you, for people who are maybe you know masturbating too much to pornography, is there any physical damage that they can cause which might explain some of the issues that they're having when it comes to like erectile dysfunction. Many sexologists, some will agree and others will probably not agree. I don't think I'm a urologist. Uh, too much masturbation um, that it causes a serious defect in the penis that is extremely rare and, and yeah, we hardly ever see. But what we are talking about here is more a kind of arousal problem. When, mm. when you need an erection, of course you need a penis that works with good blood vessels and good nerves. But these only start to work when the brain sends an arousing stimulus down there. So you need to be aroused. And once you are aroused, the whole cascade that will start your erection will be there. But there is certain research that shows that once you are aroused and you, uh, once you get a certain physiosexual stimulus to get aroused, it's possible, but not all research confirms with that. The brain gets triggered and it's much more difficult to get the same level of arousal after a certain time. And that's, we see in our, that's what we see in our study as well. It's about 20% of people that, that tell us that they need to watch more and more porn or more extreme porn to get the same level of arousal. And those people have more erectile problems with their partner than the ones who don't have to watch more. When you were speaking uh, earlier on about the fact that younger people are having are, are watching less porn than older people, I'm quite surprised with that because I've heard younger people are also having less sex. That is also a very interesting question which I can't answer based on our database right now because I don't have comparable data how the sex frequency was before but I know that there are several studies showing that people have uh, uh, less sex, but, and that's something else which is also important. There are several population-based studies and also a recent one from the Netherlands that show that actually a man that watches porn has actually more frequent sex with his partner. And there are other studies confirming that as well. So I'm not going to say that porn is the reason why people have uh, less, less sex. Maybe we have a different society, we all have different activities that we are doing, different hobbies. We have quite a busy life and uh, I think that's maybe more an explanation why than just thinking that it's just porn because many research says it the other way around. So if someone is listening to this who might be relating to some of the issues that you're bringing up, maybe they're, they're you know, have erectile dysfunction or various different, some problems creeping into the bedroom, is there anything that can be done to kind of fix the issue? Of course, most erectile problems 
are either uh, thanks to an organic reason, blood vessels, uh, diabetes patients, uh, cardiovascular patients, and then there is a certain um, medication that you give, like the blue pills, as you mentioned in introduction. Mm. But what we see is that in many young people that these blue pills don't work. And we can't say that these people have a serious organic problem, and the same thing is also their libido is high enough, so we can't blame their libido being the reason for not having an erection. But it's true that for all these pills to work, you need to be aroused. When you're not aroused, these blue pills will not work. So maybe it can be that uh, that arousal problem is the reason why these pills don't work. And then there are not many clinical studies about uh, lowering your porn consumption. But there are some uh, case studies that show that once people stop watching, that the erections come back after a while. But I must say there is not a lot of data. There are not real good case randomized control trials about this. It's a very controversial topic. The only thing I want to say with my study, it was a study for a conference for urologists, is that when we are confronted with people where traditional therapies don't work, uh, or with young people, that we have to take porn consumption into account. And we are not used to ask these questions. And many of these people don't consider themselves as addicted as well. So that's the important thing that we have to be aware of. Definitely. Just one final point on that. I mean, could somebody argue that the more porn that they're consuming, when you talk about arousal, is it nearly like they're being desensitized to what you want to call normal sex with a human being, that, that they're continuing well, to that's, consume? That's, that's what some studies say. There are other sexologists who would try to prove that it's that it's not right and that it's more about compulsive masturbation than porn. So, I mean, sexologists, we can put in two different fields uh, when they speak about mm. it. But looking at the fact that the medication doesn't work in this kind of people, looking at the fact that many people answer in my questionnaire that porn is more arousing than real sex, I think there is a certain desensitization in the brain as well, which is clearly possible, but not confirmed on uh, clinical studies on my biological studies. Very, very interesting. If anybody wants to get more information on what you have studied and more kind of studies that you might be doing, where could they find you? Well, where can they find me? I work in a university in, uh, in Antwerp, so they can uh, definitely contact me uh, there via our uh, email address. So, yeah, welcome. Brilliant. Well, uh, Professor Gunter Duin from the University of Ant- Antwerp, thanks for giving up your time this evening and joining us here on FM 104. Perfect. Thank you, and uh, have a nice evening over there as well. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.